When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Shawinigan has scored twice in the third period and they lead the Edmonton Oil Kings 4-3 with five and a half minutes left at the Memorial Cup. First game of the tournament for both teams. The Oil Kings were up 3-2 after two. Now they trail late, so they're going to have to rally to try to get that one into overtime. We'll keep you updated here on Inside Sports. The Blue Jays visiting the Chicago White Sox tonight, bottom of the second inning. It is one nothing for the White Sox. Just had Ricky Ray on the show. He is going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. The class of 2022 will be officially inducted on the evening of September 16th at Tim Hortons Field. They're also going to be honored the following day at halftime of the Hall of Fame game. That'll be, be, uh, be between the Blue Bombers and the Tiger Cats. So that is pretty cool to have Ricky Ray going in. Uh, other names uh, you might note along the way here, Chip Cox, Paul McCallum, uh, kicked for ages. Uh, Dave Ritchie will go in the uh, builder category. Just some of the other highlights. And Glenn Suter is going to go in the media wing. Of course, uh, Glenn Suter played for Saskatchewan for 11 years and then uh, been in the uh, broadcasting business since 1995. Of course, you all know him from the CFL games on TSN. So, yeah, Ricky Ray going in. uh, Incredible here in uh, Edmonton. We all know his story. I mean, out of nowhere from driving the chip truck to being a star in the uh, Canadian Football League and helped the Double E win two great cups, 03 and 2005. Also, the uh, hockey story from the awards tonight. It is Austin Matthews who wins the Hart and the Ted Lindsay. Connor McDavid finished second in the Hart Trophy voting. A pretty wide margin, actually, for Matthews when you look at it. The Norris Trophy was incredibly close. Kale McCarr just edging out Roman Yossi. Igor Shosturkin of the Rangers wins the Vesna as the top goalie, and the uh, Calder goes to Moritz Sider of the Detroit Red Wings. Leon Dreisaitl, by the way, was ninth in the Hart Trophy voting. Leon Dreisaitl finishing ninth in the Hart Trophy voting. Uh, 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. The Elks this week coming up between 7.30 and 8 with Morley Scott as the Elks start getting ready for their game in Calgary on Saturday. 3.30 countdown to kick off. The game will be at 5. We got a Stanley Cup final game for you on 6.30 Shed tomorrow and Friday inside sports on Thursday. So a lot to keep you busy here in this time slot in the days to come here on 6.30 Shed. Um, it was uh, it was pretty cool to, to talk to Ricky Ray. I mean, wh- what a career. And I liked how James Wilder said in that clip, just one of the most dedicated, hardest working guys and didn't say a lot. But when he did say something, usually had some wisdom and carried some import, shall we say. And he was, uh, he, I mean, that's the one thing I remember about Ray, just so unflappable. Just he get, would get hit, would miss a throw, 
you know, if somebody makes a bad play, just just completely unflappable. And, I mean, that's his personality, and I think you can hear it when he talks. And I think it's very interesting. He's gotten into distance running and trail running in his retirement. Now, Ricky is a, uh, a much more athletic man than I am, and I, I does greater distances than I do, but I, I know my, myself becoming a runner over the last decade or so. It, uh, it, it, it is, it, like, people say to me, how do you – like, how do you run for however long you go, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour? I mean, I don't do crazy long distances, but once you do it, it's surprisingly relaxing. It's it's very mind-clearing, and uh, I'm sure Ricky finds that too as he gets out there on those trails. Kellen Kennedy is back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, how are you doing? Doing great. How about you? I do it very well. Uh, you uh, are and were a big Ricky Ray fan, I assume. Yes, uh, probably the. I'm a, I'm a little bit too young to, uh, to obviously have uh, lived through the dynasty teams of the of the '80s and that stuff, and on both sides, hockey and football. Uh, so. Yeah, Ricky Ray, to me, is probably the best quarterback that I've ever seen in green and gold. Uh, Mike Riley's up there, but Ricky Ray is the man in, in my eyes. So, Yeah, uh, we've been pretty lucky in Edmonton for the most part with quarterbacks. Now, there have been some some down spells certainly after Ray left. It took a few years to have Riley, and I think what the team is going through now perhaps uh, is is another search for the next guy. And I think we saw on Saturday, I, I'm curious to see how this season is going to go for Nick Arbuckle. We know he's had stints of playing well in the past. Uh, I, I thought in the game on Saturday, uh, I mean, look, it, it, what, that was not just a quarterback loss. The Elks didn't start the game well. It took them a while to, just to uh, really stop Saskatchewan's run game. I thought Arbuckle made a couple of good throws in the first quarter that were not caught that should have been held on to, and that hurt him. Uh, I, I thought he got more comfortable as the game went on. I, I thought there were some clutch plays in which he, he wasn't quite accurate enough, and I, I thought that there were some plays where we saw that he's not the most mobile guy in the world, and that led to some sacks or some missed opportunities. I, I know you know Ryan King filled in for Dave on the weekend, and he, Kinger made the point. There's a lot of players on the Elks still getting comfortable with each other, does he know how this receiver runs an out route versus how this receiver does it? Those little details you got to get used to. So I, I do think the Elks are going to improve. I, I do think even we saw on, on Saturday, um, clearly we saw some improvement from the, the wipeout game against BC. And, and I think even throughout the game against Saskatchewan, we saw some adjustments. I think we saw some adjustments by Chris Jones on the coaching staff, which is encouraging. In the end, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get the victory. I, I'm really Saturday is going to be really interesting to watch. I, you know, maybe I'll be eating my words here in a week or so. But if you look at Chris Jones in the past and some of the defenses he's coached, and when he was here with Edmonton as the head coach, he he made things pretty rough on Bo Levi Mitchell. And, uh, you know, when I see Bo Levi play, he's still very good. I, I don't think he's as good as he was four to six years ago. I, I wonder what Jones is cooking up for Bo Levi on the weekend. I, I, I do think the defense is going to be fine. I think the special teams will be fine. Can the offense do enough? Because I, I think ultimately in that game on, on uh, Saturday, and I, I know there were other errors, you know, they had a bad snap on a, on a field goal try, and, and it took the while for the, uh, for the defense to get going. But I just wonder if the Elks offense is going to be able to do enough to put them over over the top in some of these tight games. Anyway, Edmonton and Calgary coming up on Saturday. Oil Kings down a goal, 247 left in the third. Kelly Rudy coming up after the break on Inside Sports. 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, well, uh, 90 seconds left. The Oil Kings are short-handed, and they've uh, had to pull their goalie here against Shawinigan, trying to tie this up 4-3 for the Cataracts. Now a minute 25 left in the third period. The uh, Cataracts did just ice the puck, so the Oil Kings will have an offensive zone faceoff. He joins us every week during the hockey season here on Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster, it is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really, really well, uh, Reed. Thanks. I had a wonderful day off in Tampa today, and I enjoyed the weather. I went out for a... Uh... About a two-hour bike ride, then a short walk, and uh, just enjoyed the weather. Although, as an Albertan, I have to tell you, Reed, it's, it, we're not used to this. It's hot. I, I'm not sure. I think I could be mistaken, but I believe it's in the high 80s or 90s, Fahrenheit, of course, and uh, high humidity. So it, uh, it beats you up. I'm back in my hotel room, and I'm struggling right now. How's that sound for a, a guy in his 60s? <laughs> well, I hear you about the humidity. I, I have not been to... Tampa. I was in Sunrise, Florida when McDavid was drafted. And then I was yeah. in the draft in Dallas, uh, 2018, I, I think. And yes, yeah. as an Alberta boy, I find, I found the humidity stunning. You, you right. leave the hotel and you just feel like, you, uh, like you've walked into a wall of heat. That's <laughs> right. You're not used to it. It's you, you kind of like, what is happening? Yeah. And it, you know, I don't know if, you necessarily get entirely used to it because I talked to some locals yesterday and I was asking, man, is it always like this? And uh, pretty much every single person said to me, yeah, when you get to around this time of year, June until say late September, it's like this every day. And they, I wouldn't say they struggle with it, but it's certainly, it doesn't make them very comfortable going outside and getting out there. And, and so it, it sort of makes you feel like, oh, okay, you know, it's not just me that I'm just not used to it. And it's, uh, you know, it doesn't make days difficult, but, you know, it's hard to go, like I said, for a bike ride. Or Kevin Bieksa went for a, tried to go for a good run along the uh, pathway along the river system here. And he said he really struggled. Yeah. Uh, now, are you, have you, been a long time cyclist are you do you do anything competitive or is it purely recreational for you uh, more recreational um i'd say uh uh about four years ago i i stopped working as hard as i probably should have on the bike and it became more of a leisurely bike ride although i really enjoy it and it clears my head but i'd say up until about four years ago i was a i was a pretty hardy biker like in calgary or wherever i'd go I would bike, depending on the day and how much time I had in my schedule, I would probably bike for between 50 to 80 kilometers on, on a trip. So it was really good for me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It reminds me, I was just scrolling online or something, and it was one of those accounts that kind of posts a, uh, a joke of the day or something like that. And, and the writing was, there, there's no way that I could outswim a shark but I could beat him in a foot race, so it would come down to the bike ride in the triathlon. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was stated more smoothly than that, but oh I, I, thought I, it was, got, I thought it was quite funny. I got the gist of it. I love that one. I gotta, I gotta remember that one. 
No, Tampa. So you've been there before. The Lightning have, uh, I mean, they've actually been a pretty successful franchise. So if you look at them Very. overall, I mean, sure, they were an expansion team and they've had some some downs along the way. But, you know, Stanley Cup uh, back in 04. Now, do you go around Tampa and do you see a lot of Lightning stuff? Are they, the, I mean, I know they're a big deal there, but is it is it kind of their town? I know there's baseball there. How yeah. do you sort of look at it there? Yeah, it's fantastic. And as a Canadian coming down here, uh, in particular, when I first started playing in the National Hockey League and we we're trying to promote it because uh, with uh, Gretzky on our L.A. team, uh, in fact, I remember, at, well, we had some preseason games in the baseball uh, stadium. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, the, the rink would look tiny in there, but they're trying to promote Wayne Gretzky. And we had some other cool experiences like that until uh, the arena was built. And then uh, it was uh, slow going, I'd say, for a while. And then hockey really started to take over in Tampa, and in particular, of course, when they won the Cup in 2004. Now it's a hockey hotbed. So, I'll, And I know some people may roll their eyes at it, but uh, if you just listen to this uh, story or anecdote I can share, uh, today I was in the hotel lobby and uh, waiting for the elevator, and this family came up, and they were talking about the game. They were from Toronto, and uh, they were fortunate enough to go to the game last night and they're here for tomorrow. But the purpose of their trip wasn't to come watch the playoff games. It's because their son is in a tournament here. And I believe he said there's something like 88 teams from around Canada and the U.S. Uh, there are multiple uh, sheets of ice down here that they're using. And it has really uh, gotten to the point where it might be maybe a little bit early of me to speculate, but a little bit like California when I went there. And now all of a sudden, it truly is a hockey hotbed, and they develop a lot of great kids. Texas is well ahead of uh, Florida in that part. I know uh, or, uh, Tennessee's got some real good hockey programs. So the reason why I'm so enthusiastic about that is because, yeah, sure, we as Canadians love the game of hockey, but it's only going to be more successful and, and greater if more people are playing it. And, and so that's very exciting for me. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned the, the, of course, the Bucks are there, but I feel like in a lot of American cities, the NFL is on another level, even if the other sports teams yeah. are. Yeah, but in fairness, but there's a lot of support between the two. I know that the Bucks, uh, there are a lot of Bucks at the game uh, last night. Uh, Gronk, in fact, did our opening for us. Uh, I know there's some uh, really good support uh, between uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Buccaneers and all that. So it really, uh, I just love that when other sports uh, support to the game of hockey. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, speaking of the game, so big win for Tampa because who knew which way it was going to go after that 7 nothing game. I, I know there are yeah. some key players in this series uh, who, who are banged up. Give me maybe some uh, some impressions through three games so far. Well, you're so right about the players that are banged up that are playing through it, and it's so impressive. I think more so you lean towards Tampa, and because of what they've done in the last uh, three years getting to the cup finals, and you can see the wear and tear on those guys. And uh, even a guy like Kucherov that's uh, 
you know, I think more regarded as a super high-skilled guy, but you see the fire that he played with last night, of which I loved. I, I mean, he turned into a sneaky, dirty player, and uh, I love that to go along with the skill. Nick Paul, we featured in the second intermission about how he was playing through clearly some sort of lower body injury that appeared to happen late in the first period. Uh, everybody just fighting through, and I, I just think watching this game, Tomorrow, because of what happened last night with Darcy Kemper, I believe this is a statement game for Darcy Kemper tomorrow. He's got to he's got to make a statement because there are a lot of doubters out there. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a doubter, but I, I think that to prove that you're deserving of to be in this role because he had a great great four months of the last uh, or last four months of the regular season. Now he's got to put a statement on that. Uh, on that season because he needs to rise to the occasion. He wasn't very good last night. And so I'm excited for him tomorrow. Okay. From an Oilers standpoint, uh, the news today does not surprise anybody. I don't think is, no. <laughs> is that Jay Woodcroft uh, is no longer the interim head coach. And quite frankly, I, I rarely even call them that uh, even though technically he was yeah. as the season went yeah. on, because I think it sort of became apparent even still in the regular season, he would be brought back. So it's a three year deal. Um, you know, I know you and I talked a lot about things we saw and how the team played and, and how he mm -hmm. used some players. Do you, do you think for sort of those core guys, the players we know who are going to be on the Oilers next year and, and, and for a long time, I mean, do you think this is sort of a day where they go, okay, good, like that's taken care of or, or you know, what do you think their mood is? Well, 100%. And the other thing is, as a former player that's gone through coaching changes and or uh, a coaching a coach resigning, it gives you stability, right? And you, they've had a few months to have them. And so that's the great thing. Uh, I know every single time there's a coaching change and I wasn't familiar with the coach. And the reason I bring that up is because at one point Al Arbor had retired and then he returned. So I knew what to expect when Al came back. But typically when there's uh, a new guy come in, as which happened for the Oilers when Woodcroft came midway through the season, you're unsure of where you, you stand, right? You're unsure of your uh uh, footing in the organization and how the organization is going to view you. So now they have months of that. They've gone through a good playoff run to know what to expect coming into training camp. I'm sure uh, most of the guys would be really happy with the signing. You know, you're never going to get 22 or 23 <laughs> players entirely happy with, with the coach, right? And so you have to make sure that the guys that really enjoy the coach uh, send the message down to the guys that don't that this is good for us and that uh, we're going to all pull in the right direction. And uh, that will be with or without you. Rob always says that a lot of players, uh, how they feel about the coach depends on their ice time. So 100%. <laughs> yep. And situations and yeah, everything like that. Right. Like uh, it, it's funny. I, I had this conversation with a coach in the national hockey league and he said, sometimes the worst thing about cell phones in this era is that so a player has three touches usually after a game right the first one is most likely to his partner if he has one the second is most likely his parents and the third is the agent and they're all telling you things you want to hear not necessarily the truth right like so you're going to get 
three touches. Oh, you're great. You're fantastic. The parents are going to say, well, I don't understand why you're not on the power play as much, or I, I'm not sure why you're stuck on the third line. And the agent says, I'm going to call the general manager and I'm going to solve this. And, you know, you're going to get the ice time you deserve. And so uh, it, it is a tricky situation for most coaches. You know, they've got to handle that. Not only do they have to handle the 23 players in the dressing room and, and so on, but they have to manage the player and what he has going on in his life. So I don't envy that position. Yeah, uh, I like how you say that. All right, Kelly. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening here in Tampa. Look forward to seeing you on the tube tomorrow. And uh, even though you went cycling today, in this hit, you are not just spinning your wheels. So thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, Ron McLean. I mean Reed Wilkins. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, right on, Kelly. Kelly Rudy, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit SentinelStorage.ca. Oil Kings lose 4-3 to Shawinigan at the Memorial Cup. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.